We are ready to roll with the Monday night edition of the Employment Hour. Dave Vaughn is in the hot seat, taking your phone calls, taking uh, all the all the fire and the questions. Bring them on. The phone lines are ready to roll. This is a live talk show, of course, so your calls are excellent to have. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We'll talk about termination of employment, bunch of emails, but I know, Dave, first, as always, you like to get to a couple of uh, cases that you've been working on or have worked on uh, for the week that was. What's going on, pal? Yeah, the uh, first one I wanted to talk about is uh, something we see quite a bit, and I'm always shocked that I continue to see it, and it's the, the case of the independent contractor. Oh, yes. So uh, I had a uh, client recently who had about 12 years of service, continuous service for the same company. Um, he was paid a salary, and uh, he got some commissions on top of that, but I'd say 75 to 80% of his income was a, a base salary that was just consistently paid every two weeks. Uh, he worked Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, and in fact, there were actually emails telling him and the other people in his, uh, you know, in his types of role to, that they had to be there 9 to 5. Um, and, and just reminding them that, you know, you have to be there Monday to Friday, 9 to 5. Uh, if you need to take time off or if you need to do something, uh, you, you have to get approval. Uh, they sold this company's products. They, were, you know, worked from their office, had their own office, business cards. Right. Everything was held out as an employee of the company. However, mm-hmm. they had a contract that they signed when they started that, you know, considered them independent contractors. And it, uh, you know, they paid their own, uh, did their own taxes and stuff like that in, in terms of withholdings and whatnot. Um, so, you know, the company was shocked when, uh, after they let him go and uh, gave him, I think it was two weeks notice, um, that we asked for severance pay. And they didn't get that because, was, well, he doesn't, he's not entitled to severance pay. He's, he's not an employee. He's an independent contractor. That's what it says in right. the contract. And, uh, John, you know this, um, you know, better than anyone, that it doesn't matter what that contract says. That That's right. Under the law, we look at the reality of the situation, and and you know, based on you know the the um, you know the income, the way they're paid, hours of work, and then the control, um, that's what we look at to determine whether they're an employee or an independent contractor. So just because you say someone's an employee or an independent contractor, just because you know that's how they're treated from a payroll perspective, it does not impact the reality of the situation. In this case, he's clearly an employee, and eventually we were able to get a, a severance package recognizing that. And, um, you know, that severance package should be the same as uh, any any other employee who's wrongfully dismissed. You know, it's funny, too, because people might think, well, why? If, if it's okay with them, okay with them, why not? Well, because there could be serious tax implications if, if they ever get audited, this person, whether they like it or not, right? Yeah, it's it's not a good idea to do this unless the person's genuinely an independent contractor, so genuinely works for, you know, um, you know multiple employers, um, basically can choose when to uh, work, uh, how to provide the work. They can, you know, subcontract work or uh, hire, uh, hire people to perform the work for them. But um, if it's, you know, if it looks like an employment relationship, your best to treat the person as an employee, um, and uh, that, that's the legal and proper way to do it. Yeah, you, you do get some, uh, you know, you, you'll have some liability uh, in terms of yeah. severance pay and everything, but um, that's going to exist anyways um, if you're just, you know, if it's just a charade. Week that, uh, week that was continues. Want to bounce over quickly to a call and keep uh, Mike waiting much longer. Hey, Mike, thanks for calling in so early, and you're, uh, you're on the ball. What's up, pal? Hi, how are you today? Great, fantastic. What's, uh, what's your concern? Um, I, I just started recently at a, a new job, and I paid by salary, and I talked with numerous other employees there, and they say the company usually don't pay for overtime, and uh, they just only give up bonuses. So I'm just wondering if it's uh, legal or not 
I just would like to get your opinion. Yeah, it's a great, great question. question. Yeah, and it, it is something we deal with a lot, and there's a lot of uncertainty on the matter. Um, if you're paid a base salary, uh, so you're not paid hourly, that covers everything up to 44 hours uh, a week uh, under the Employment okay. Standards Act. So. Anything beyond that should be, you know, you should get overtime for so uh, a week or um, an hour, you know, uh, time and a half, basically. Time and a half. Yeah, exactly. And um, so anything over 44 hours, you should get that. Now, there can be exceptions based on the type of job you have. Uh, So if you're, you know, managers don't get it and certain industries don't get it. Um, but you know, in most cases, um, you know, you should be getting overtime if it's if you're working over 44 hours a week, though. Uh, may I ask you because I hired as one of the uh, managers, so I'm I'm just wondering what kind of exceptions are applying to management positions. Oh, so you are a manager? That's correct. So managers are are not entitled to uh, overtime under the Employment Standards Act. Okay. So that that'd be why you wouldn't be getting it. Uh, what okay. I should say though is just because you're called a manager, and it's kind of similar to the independent contractor situation, just because you're called a manager doesn't necessarily mean you are one for the purposes of overtime. So it really depends on how often and how much your job is management. Uh, so okay. so if you are a manager, a true manager, and you're managing people, um, that's how you're yeah. spending your time. You are not entitled to overtime. If okay. so, if you're just called one, but you mostly aren't doing management work, then you would still be. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate uh, your call. You want to reach out further, talk to Dave about any other concern, no problem. 1-855-821-5900 and help at employmenthour.com. In the meantime, though, call through this show tonight live and get some answers right off the hop. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. In that regard, Bob, how are you, pal? Oh, pretty good. Thanks. Yourself? Yeah, we're beauty. What's, uh, What's going on with you? Well, um, I did phone a while ago in regards to a temp agency I used to work with, and Lior said, that's how you ask a question. I don't know if you remember me, but anyways, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm thinking about starting a demolition company, um, which is going to be a lot done by hand. Now, I'm going to be doing it in about a year or so. I've got lots of time to get everything thought about and worked out. I was just wondering, now, is Compen WSIBC or whatever the workman comp is, is that a mandatory requirement, or would I be able to override that by offering, say, I pay the insurance premiums for long-term and short-term. No, you can't contract out of the WSIB. No. So you will have to get that type of coverage. Oh, so that that is mandatory. Yes, then. it is, yes. Oh, well, hey. And it's something you'll want. You'll, you, you don't want to be paying, if something happens, you don't want to be paying the, the actual damages. You want to pay the insurance premiums instead. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great question, though. Okay, well, hey. There's only one way to find out an answer. Oh, absolutely. You got it. Yeah, call any time. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate that. Any more uh, concern? 1-855-821-5900 is the way to go. So, uh, again, phone lines, as you can tell, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, are open and ready for you. An early start at 11-888-225-TALK. That is toll-free. Uh, you had one more thing to talk about, though, for the uh, the week that was, David. What was it? 
Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I dealt with a situation uh, recently as well that um, had to do with a working notice period. And uh, right. you and I have talked about that quite a bit on the show. And that's yep. one way for employers to uh, to actually you know meet some of their uh, common law severance obligations is to by providing a working notice of termination. So rather than you know paying out the severance pay, you can actually have the person work for it. And obviously, yep. a lot of employees don't like don't like that. And uh, it is a tough spot to be in for the employee, but it is legal in, in most circumstances. Now, in this case, though, shows how not to do it. And um, in the case uh, I had, the individual was given three months working notice. And about a week or two before that time period that, you know, that uh, he was supposed to end his work, they extended it by another two months. Uh-huh. Then, so now we're at five months. Right before that, they extend it for another three. So we're up to eight months total. Um, and then right before the, uh, you know, it was basically supposed to, uh, or basically that last, like the third one just right. kept going. So now he's just an indefinitely, he's been right. working there still. <sighs> and then they say, oh, you know what? Next week, Friday, it's going to be your last day. And then in doing it, they tried to give him over eight months of work. So they said, you know, we've given you eight months of working notice, and uh, here's a couple more months, um, mm. you know, for a release. And uh, that was not effective. And no. the, the way to give working notice is you have to have it, it has to be written, it has to be a specific date. And you can't extend the time period over and over again. Uh, you're not going to get credit for it. For the whole purpose of working notice is to give that person certainty. They know, okay, I have this amount much time to find a new job. But if you keep extending it, the employee has no idea when they're actually going to leave. Uh, so they can't really effectively try to look for work and, and mitigate their losses. So in this case, because they kept extending it, and then eventually the, the, the last extension actually just expired and he kept working, they actually were given no credit for this working notice. Um, so what they could have had is uh, they could have met eight months of their obligations, um, and they met none of them. And uh, it's just because they kept extending it um, indefinitely or a number of different times, and then it let, let it pass the, uh, the deadline. And all that time that accrued uh, with these extensions, they all add into the amount of severance as far as uh, years worked or months worked as well, right? They do, yeah. So they basically oh. added a you know almost a year to the person's length of service. So um, it, it was a you know a, uh, you know it's a, it's a good lesson out there for employers sure. in terms of how to do it properly, um, and for employees to uh, you know just stick with it because sometimes uh, it'll work out. 416-870-6400, star 640, on your cell, one 225 talk That is toll-free. Moving on to uh, to Brian. Hey, Brian, good evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, sir. What's uh, what's your concern? Uh, okay. Uh, I was uh, driving truck for, well, I've been with the company uh, since 2000, but um, there's been a couple of times when I left due to, uh, circumstances. That's another story. But anyway, the last time I was there was uh, seven years. I was employed seven years, and um, I had an incident driving, and the insurance company that the the company used would not cover me anymore, so they let me go, and I got no severance. So I'm just wondering. Uh, the other thing is, um, I'm friends with them. So that's I've been hesitating to call, but I I know I must be um, I must be do some severance pay. So when were you let go? Uh, August two thousand seventeen. Okay, 
Uh, you're gonna you have a two years to do it, so you're gonna have yep. you know want to move relatively quickly. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, you know, if you're let go, um, you, you are entitled to severance pay unless um, you know they have cause to terminate your employment. Now, the reason they did it was, did you get in an accident or something? Yeah, well, it was a, a, a tiny accident. Like uh, I didn't get stopped in time for for a railroad crossing, and uh, the arm came down. The crossing arm came down, and I broke mm-hmm. it off. Okay, um, and that and what type of like you got a fine for that? Nope, I didn't no, okay. get a charge or anything. Okay, so it's just the insurance issue. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, in terms of uh, you know, if you're a driver and for, for some reason you can't, you know, you, you lose your ability to drive entirely, um, that could be an issue in terms of it could frustrate the the contract. But um, yeah. they could have got other insurance for you or something. I assume. Well, I assume, yeah, I yeah. assume that too, but uh, it, it's not like it, it was the first incident that occurred. Like, I mean, my, my driving record isn't that great. Okay. Uh, so I, I understand that they would um, use that as a reason to let me go, but still. Yeah, it wouldn't. It's probably not cause for termination. So um, you should get severance pay in that case. Now, um, you know whether you're a seven-year employee or you have more years of service will just depend on the circumstances when you left the the previous times. Um, you know whether you were let go, um, whether they recognized your service when they brought you back, things like that. But um, it should be at least uh, you know severance pay based on your uh, your, your seven years. So uh, you'll want to deal with that pretty quickly because the uh, the clock's ticking at this point. Yeah. So, what, uh, how many? Uh, how much severance would I get for seven years, though? How old are you? An idea. Uh, Fifty-six now. Your driver probably somewhere in the six to eight month range. Okay. So it's probably worth calling. I know it's it maybe an awkward situation just because you're friends with the employer, but uh, I think it, it's worth a call to us, and we can uh, you know outline your options and whatnot. Brian, appreciate the call. Got to move on to a break, but uh, no problem. Reach out to Dave, Leo, or the team. one 821 5900 Help at employmenthour.com as well. Back to your calls. I see there, Pasquale. Hang on. And you as well. Plenty of time. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on sale. And one 225 talk That number, mon frere, is toll-free. Lots more Employment Hour is on the way on Global News Radio. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on sale. And one triple eight two two five talk that is toll free in between the phone calls we get some time we'll move on to termination of employment and what that's all about in the meantime though top priority always you when you call in for your uh, your questions pasquale thank you for hanging on how are you tonight i'm good yourself good sir what's uh what's on your mind um so basically um, i'm hurt off work right now currently uh it's been about five five weeks six weeks almost that i've been off hurt work and um, I've called in to let them know that what was going on, and I've gone in to pick up my paycheck and realized that they've actually hired somebody uh, to basically do the same job that I do. And when I when I left for when I left off of work, like there was barely enough hours to keep me happy. So I'm just kind of curious. And then also they told me that they changed the start time from eight till six. So I'm wondering if they're trying to use that as like. Uh, saying so when I get back because they know that I can't start at six right like I take the bus into work so there's no way possibly that I could start at six and they know that or else I would have never took the job back when I first started right so I'm just wondering if they're trying to use that as like a thing to do when I when I do go back and if they are if that's legal or whatnot what I should do 
Yeah, good question, and uh, you know it's very possible uh, that they are doing that now. I should say they are they're allowed to replace you at least on a temporary basis because I mean they they have a, a right to you know have someone do the work um, yeah. that needs to be done. So it's not an issue that they have have brought in someone else. Okay. Um, the issue will be is when you're ready to go back, and you'll have to you know let them know that and submit medical documentation showing that. Um, then they have an obligation to you know basically give you your job back or you know substantially similar job, um, in, you know including the duties and responsibilities, the position and the hours. And if they you know if when you when you get ready you know to go back and you tell them that and they say at six it starts at six and not eight, well yeah that's that's going to be an issue. I mean they they can't just do that especially for no reason. Um, and uh, so. If they do that, then yeah, they will have problems, and uh, basically, you know, it looked like they have done that because of your disability. Um, could be a human rights issue, um, and uh, could be a constructive dismissal as well. But you can't jump the gun. Which what I mean by that is you can't do anything about it right now. You basically have to wait and see until you're ready to go back to work. Okay. Tell them that, and then see what they do. Okay, so like, but when so if they say that the start time is started at six, like, do I say okay and try to like, because I, like I said, I physically won't be able to make it. So like, do I just like, do I just basically wait to see what happens then and take it from there, pretty much? Yeah, you can't like, like I said, if you, if you if you take the position now, it's all oh, you've changed the job to six. They can say, oh no, that w- we wouldn't have done that for you. We would have let you stay, you know, continue working at eight. Yeah. Um, so it's easy for them right now to say to say that. So what you have to do is just uh, you know hang tight, uh, get better, and once you are better, let them know and see. And at that time, see what changes they're they're going to make or if they are making changes. And if they are, um, you'd want to give us a call because we're going to help you with that in terms of responding to them and dealing with that. Um, and in that type of situation, it is important to speak with us um, because you don't want to quit or something like that. And then um, you know you could give up uh, give up your severance pay. Well, yeah, well, that's what I mean, right? I don't want to make the wrong choice. That's why I'm kind of calling ahead because that's what I have a feeling that they're doing. And I don't want them to, like, say that it starts at, mm-hmm. like, I don't, want to, I don't want to start at 8. Like, I, want to, I mean, I don't want to start at 6 and then it be an issue, like, saying, okay, you started at this time, so you kind of accepted it type thing, right? Yeah, that's right. So, um, and look, if they had, if the, you were working now and they said, look, next week we're, um, you know, you're starting at 6, then we could deal with it right now. Yeah. Um, but because you're off of work right now and, and can't work, um, there's really nothing to do other than just uh, to wait until you're better. Okay, yeah, because I'm almost at that point, right? So that's why, okay. So I guess I'll just wait it out, and I guess uh, we'll take it from there. Yeah, and let them know that you're ready to go back and then see what they say. Thanks, Pasquale. I appreciate the call. You want to move uh, forward with that, and I'm sure you will. one 855 and help at com to get a hold of uh, Dave when the uh, when the need arises. Nigel, thank you for hanging on. How are you tonight? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. What's uh, what's going on in your world tonight? Um, so it's a question more for my daughter. She's, okay. you know, a young adult. Didn't feel like calling in. <laughs> <sighs> right uh, there. <laughs> the question is, she works part-time at a place, uh, a little retail jeweler within the mall. Um, it's a big, big company, but they're individually owned. Mm-hmm. So the question is, she had a specialist appointment booked, and you book it about six months in advance. It was supposed to be last week, Wednesday, with the big snowstorm. It got canceled and pushed till this Wednesday. So she let her work know right away, but her manager's giving her a hard time because she's scheduled to work this Wednesday, but she needs it off. So what are her options? Has she submitted uh, a note just showing, like from the doctor's office or any type of confirmation? Just curious. No. No, okay. Her work didn't ask for that. They just said, it's your problem. You need to come in. You have to deal with it. Okay. You know, I would recommend, did she get the appointment booked via email? Uh, no, just over the phone. Okay. 
Um, it'd, it'd be nice if they had a confirmation email or something like that. But uh, I think she should, you know, clearly tell them I have this doctor's appointment. It's a, you know with a specialist, and uh, I, I can't be at work. So um, yeah, she's. I mean, she only works three shifts a week. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not like she's full time there. But they're just giving her a really hard time. Yeah, that's There's really unfortunate. If they terminate her employment because of that, um, you know, that would be, you know, obviously wrong, illegal, and, you know, a human rights issue as well. Okay, that's what I was calling to confirm, that it was a human rights. Now, is this something she can go to the Ministry of Labor with? Um, I, they wouldn't. Step in and they likely wouldn't more? help as much. Um, I think it'd be a bit more of a, uh, a human rights issue, but... Um, you know, I think you, like the last call, you just have to see what happens and, and what the response is. There's no point jumping the gun. Um, I think she just needs to be clear with them that she can't be at work because of a medical appointment. Uh, if you know, she can, if she corresponds with them via email, it'd be great if she can get that in writing as well. Text, yeah. Yeah. I so mean, her manager's last response was, "You'll have to deal with the consequences of you not." Okay, so I mean, if the consequences are, um, you know, that they they let her go or, or terminate her employment, then um, it would not be cause, and uh, it would likely also be so she would get, you know, should get severance pay, and it also could be a human rights violation. Perfect. Thank you, guys. I'll let her know. Have Thanks, Nigel. Appreciate that. Thank you very much, and you have a good night as well. Best of luck. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. By the way, help at employmenthour.com to reach out anytime. And for the remainder of this show, I got plenty of time. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell and one triple eight two two five talk. That is toll free. Moving on to uh, to Brittany. Hey, Brittany. Good evening. Hi. Good evening. Thanks so much for taking my call. Oh, thank you for calling. What's uh, what's on your mind? Just uh, um, October 2017, my husband, uh, he's in the trades, and uh, he uh, his boss uh, just started cutting his hours. 17 years of dedicated service, he started just cutting his hours. Um, and I, it's, I speculate it's because it's a small family business. Once his son uh, became licensed, um, he decided to let my husband just go. So... Uh, he, um, my husband just, I mean, he, he, he was stressed, didn't have the energy to, to fight it, just walked away and got another job. But I, it still just kind of sits wrong with me, and I, I'm just wondering if there's anything he can do at this point. So this happened back in October of 2017? Right. And how quickly did he get a job after he quit? Uh, about a month, two months. Okay, and it's a small company, right? a small company and the reason why he took his time getting his his job is because his boss just wasn't communicating with him he wasn't answering his texts he wasn't calling him he just they right. he was just gradually cutting his hours and uh to the point you know it's just he just didn't understand what was going on there was no communication got it yeah it would be difficult this late uh, after to do much about it especially given that he got a new job so the way severance pay works is you first come up with the amount of severance pay the person's owed, and you know at 17 years of service he could get you know around you know 15 to 16 months of severance pay, but any income he earns during that time period is deducted from what they owe him, other than his ESA entitlements, which in his case would be eight weeks. Um, so if he was making a similar amount in the new job, or if he has made a similar amount in the new job. His damages would basically be limited to the time he was actually off of work. Right. Okay. So it may not be may not be significant. And I mean, the other difficulty is, um, if uh, did he submit a resignation letter? 
He uh, he did not. No, okay, so he just stopped working. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it would be just diff- it'd be there'd be a, a factual issue there, is because they're just going to say he quit, right? And um, he's he would have to say no, it's a constructive dismissal. So there's already a you know there's a, a thing to get by there as well. Um, so it's definitely a, a tricky situation. That um, th- thankfully he got a job, so he probably doesn't have to worry about it. Sorry, he didn't just quit. He did request. He ended up requesting a um, ROE. Uh, yes. Okay. And what did the ROE say? Did it say resigned? Did it say terminated? Sorry, I, mean, I don't know. I'm yeah, okay. I mean, that could be an issue. I mean, if they if they acknowledged on the ROE that they, they let him go because of shortage of work or something, then he could be, you know, entitled to some severance pay. Um, given the new job he got, though, um, it would probably be limited to just that time he was off of work. And that assumes he was paid the same in the new position. Okay. okay. All right. Thank you for clarifying that. I appreciate it. Yeah, our pleasure. Thank you very much, uh, Brittany. You want to uh, get some more information anytime, 1-855-821-5900. Reach out to Dave. He's always there, or Lior, member of the team as well. Moving on to uh, to Mary. Hey, Mary, good evening. Hi, good evening. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, what's uh, what's your concern? Yeah, I have a concern regarding a performance review based on peer feedback. Uh, and if it comes out to be negative uh, and there's a verbal warning issued, um, what suggestion you might have in regards to assigning a, uh, if it's a verbal warning, um, would you, oh, what suggestions would you have about signing a warning like that? Yeah, that's a great, uh, great question, Mary, and um, you know, something we see a lot, these performance uh, improvement plans or um, performance reviews. Uh, the best thing to do in that type of circumstances is to provide a, a written, you know, written response um, where you address the concerns and explain your side of the story. Okay. Um, so you can sign the performance review acknowledging you've received it, but you want to you want to make it clear that you're just acknowledging receipt and mm-hmm. you know see, you know see my written response um, for my views on the situation. That okay. way they can't turn around later and say, look, Mary was told and she agreed. There, there'll be a you know a, a factual basis for you to say, no, I never agreed to that, and this is why. Okay, so so just sign and just. Um Acknowledge that uh, there was a response to these issues. To these, um, yeah, you're basically uh, you're you're acknowledging that you've received the document. You know, you've received yeah. the plan, but you're not agreeing with it. So that's why you'd want to write your own response. Okay. Um, so, so at the end of your of your signature, you would just write that you agreed that you received this, but but you also um, had had some response or feedback about it. Exactly. Yeah. Then you'd want to you know attach that, or you know you can send it in a separate letter or separate email. Okay, okay, okay. Thank all you right. so much. Thank you, Mary. Appreciate that. You're uh, confused at all or need a little more information, you know the number now, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. You can reach out uh, by email as well, help at employmenthour.com. And for the remainder of this show, still got plenty of time. It is 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You can also go one triple eight two two five talk That will be toll-free. Steve, thanks for uh, hanging out, Steve. What's, uh, what's going on with you? Uh, thank you for taking my call. Great show. I listen to you guys almost every night. The show's on. If I travel uh, thanks, man. It's uh, a lot of information, and uh, you've sure opened everybody's eyes. The situation. Appreciate is, it. My son is uh, working for um, for a, a fast, uh, fast food service facility. Today, mm-hmm. he got called in the office, like, and somebody said to the manager that they saw him doing uh, something illegal in his car. As uh, and he was just uh, smoking cigarette, but he got accused of smoking something different. 
when he oh. asked the manager uh, who said this and then uh, what time that happened, they didn't elaborate. They said, it doesn't matter. We just have information. He said, well, that's not right. You know, uh, you have to give me more information on that. So they made him sign a policy, uh, a substance abuse policy on the spot there, and they demanded it. But the question is this, right, okay? Even though he disagreed and made his concerns vocal to them, he's been considered for manager position with that firm, and now he thinks that this might affect his chances. So uh, what I, That's tough. It is tough. Yeah, I, I advised him. I said, you know, he should put his objections in writing to the company and let them mm-hmm. know his side of the story, right? You no, know, but uh, now is that's absolutely right. Is there something Freddie could do, like you know, for defamation character? Because then they're they're refusing to divulge who said that to the to the manager uh, about him. I mean, there's nothing you could do in that sense. You just have to make your case to them. Um, and like, you you obviously listen to the show a lot and uh, you know, got it exactly right. You, you want to provide a written response and, uh, and explain the situation and just say, you know, tell his side of the story. Um, and then hopefully the, uh, the truth will prevail. Yeah, he's afraid that in case uh, they use that again, number one use against them. But also if they do terminate him, I said, you know, this way you at least have some kind of evidence that it wasn't uh, your fault what they're accusing of and uh, they, they, they can seek severance. Am That's I right. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right because uh, it's important to have a, a contemporaneous uh, response or, um, to any allegations because it's easy after the fact to come up and say, oh, no, I didn't do that. But if you actually have something written saying, you know, from you know, a couple months ago saying, no, look, this is my side of the story, it's a lot more believable. So you, your advice was exactly right. Okay. Well, thank you for your time, and I appreciate it. And uh, if it do, does do develop, I will be contacting the firm for uh, future uh, help. Good to hear. And uh, keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Uh, please do, Steve. Appreciate you uh, catching the show every week. That that wouldn't that wouldn't rise to cause anyway. The one incident, if it even happened, I mean, they could they could let him go if they chose to, but it would have to be with uh, severance, correct? Well, I mean, from what it sounds like, he was just smoking cigarettes, so obviously right. he's one hundred percent allowed uh, doing that. Obviously, um, you know, if if he's showing, if someone, I know he's not, but uh, if someone's showing up to work. Um, you know, under the influence of uh, mm-hmm. marijuana or or alcohol, um, you know, assuming there's no uh, you know substance abuse issue that needs to be accommodated, um, right. then that could be cause for termination. But it just depends on the type of job, um, right. you know. So uh, hopefully uh, it all works out because uh, it sounds like uh, you know he's on on track to be manager, and uh, that would it'd be yeah. unfortunate if a rumor like that ruined that. Right, four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell one triple eight two two five talk. That number is toll free to use uh, for you anytime. Dean, thank you for hanging on. How are you, pal? Not too bad. Yourself? Good, man. What's uh, what's going on in the uh, mighty Keswick tonight? Uh, well, not too much as always. Um, but uh, <laughs> my question is: is my son uh, works for a small uh, smaller company with about twelve employees yeah. now? Um, as far as regarding in vacation, uh, entitlement to vacation, not vacation pay, but just the actual mm-hmm. ability to book vacation time off, he's had several uh, of his coworkers have taken extended vacation times approved by the owner of the company, anywhere from six to eight weeks. So uh, but does that sort of set precedence to show that the rest of the employees, even though these two particular employees had to go back to their uh to their, um, I guess, their homeland. So there was quite a distance to, to travel. So obviously yeah. it's not something you do over the course of a day. But uh, it was a quite a lengthy vacation that he approved for both of them. And now he's made, He's my son is looking to book a couple extra times off, more than his per se allotted two weeks because he's worked there for two years. Yeah. 
And the other people have worked there for two years as well. So he's wondering, because they've set precedents of letting these other people go between six to eight weeks, all conclusive, would he be able to use that as that they've set precedents to give him vacations like, uh, you know, week here, week yeah, there. unfortunately not. Um, you know, the, the employer is given a lot of leeway in terms of how they schedule vacation, uh, vacation time off. And j- unfortunately, just because he's giving it to one person doesn't mean he has to give it to another. Um, so the, the it's not, you know, I, I don't have good news for him. Ah, okay. Well, that's all we wanted to know is, is, is the answer to the question. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't sure of it. I thought it might, they might set president. Mm-hmm. I've worked for a bigger company where they usually allow people to use their holidays, and every second or third year they get extended, yeah. uh, like a week of absence, or you can take three weeks of absence without pay and not have, right. but you have to use all your vacation previously. Yeah, so and I, yeah. I wasn't sure if that would work in his case or not. No, no, he wouldn't have. Uh, you know, he doesn't have a, a right to more vacation than. Um, you know, the, the Employment Standard Act says, um, you know, unless it's in his contract or something. And unfortunately, just because someone else got more vacation doesn't mean uh, it also, you know, he does. So so there you go. Thanks, Dean. Appreciate uh, your call. Moving on to uh, to Jeff. Hey, Jeff, good evening. Good evening. Hello. Good, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, What's going on with you? Well, uh, uh, calling about, uh, we were told uh, we've been, the place will be closing down in about three, four months from now. And uh, my question is about severance pay. Uh, a friend told me there is a thing called a minimum buyout. Is there anything you can tell me about that? Yeah, so, um, you know, if you're let go and, you know, just because your, your business is closing down, that's still a termination. Um, so you still would get severance pay. They'll get credit for that three to four months, assuming they've d- done that in writing and given you a specific date that the company's shutting down. Um, in terms of uh, the minimum standards, it, it depends. You know, it's the Employment Standards Act in most cases, and it'll just depend on your years of service. So, how long have you been there? Just two and a half years. So, your minimum standards would be two weeks. Two mm-hmm. weeks. So, they've more than met that with the three to four months um, notice. Now, under common law, you could get more than uh, two weeks, or would get more than two weeks. And it's probably, you know, depending on your age and years of service, probably more in the, um, you know, three to six months range. Oh, okay. Okay, sound good. Okay. So, um, you know, they, they may try to have you sign a document or something like that. So if they do, uh, you know, just a, a termination letter and offering a severance package or something like that. Um, if you do get something like that, as soon as you get it, you should let us know because we can review that with you and see if it's fair. Thanks, Jeff. Here's that number, one 821 5900 We're going to try to move on here. We've still got a couple minutes left. Shane, thank you for calling in. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Good. What's uh, What's going on in your world tonight? So my wife is currently on mat leave, planning on returning back to the, the first of next month. Uh, in the past, she was on a upgraded contract with her employer, uh, filling in for maternity leave. So she's done four consecutive maternity leave fill-ins at an increased rate of pay. Uh, coming back, they are saying that they are only going to honor the, that higher rate of pay for six weeks period of time and then bringing her back down to her original rate of pay. And I just wanted to find out what the rules were for returning off of a mat leave. Yeah, I mean, when you return off a mat leave, you do they have to return you to the same job or a similar job and you know, similar terms of employment, including pay. Uh, so that you know, there's no exception there um, with your wife's case. But um, the only re- way there would be is if 
when she was at that heightened pay, if it was actually just you know in a contract saying you will only get it for this amount of time, then they would have some some argument or merit to not returning her to that heightened pay. Okay. So just depend on that. Okay, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the rest of your night. We'll move on here. we still got some time. Uh, Kathy, hello. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good. What's going on? Um, I, I just had a couple of questions regarding um, a uh, discussion you had with the previous caller regarding work notice. And uh, it's in regards to a temporary help agency that I'm currently working for. But we've been notified that the client uh, who I am working at my assignments for is uh, implementing a mandatory break program where I can't work any more than two years of consecutive consecutive assignments, which at this point in time, I've already worked 10 years of continuous assignments. But they're implementing this new mandatory break program. So you've been with one company through a temp agency for 10 years? All of my assignments have been through the temporary help agency at the same client for 10 years. Okay. So now they're telling us they get, they um, they they told us that this pro, this mandatory break program implemented by the client came into effect in May of 17. They didn't notify us of this change until June of 18. Right. So my time is up. The clock is ticking for me for my two years of maximum uh, working for the client through the agency will be up in May of 19. Okay. And they are going to give me a working notice as well. I heard you talking earlier. Yeah, and but just because you're at a temp agency and you know they can come up with any policies they want, but that doesn't change the fact that you would still get um, severance pay based on your full ten years there. Um, now, if they put you at a new in, at a new client um, and there's you know a seamless transition there in terms of there's not much time off, and that would be okay. But um, you, you st- if you are let go, um, you you know because of this rule, you should still get severance pay based on your full ten years of service. Kathy, we're out of time. Appreciate that call. It's a good way to wrap it for this evening. We want to reach out. That goes for everybody who called or did not call. one 821 5900 Help at employmenthour.com. And always first place you go when you're thinking about that severance is severancepaycalculator.com. We are done for the Monday Night Show. Back in here on Wednesday at 7 o'clock on Global News Radio.